episode 118. Ted Klopp, Ken Dworznik, two middle-aged men in Cleveland. Ted, I want to make sure you're safe. Did you avoid the rampant cow among the streets of Cleveland, Ohio from Monday night? Most definitely. Well, luckily he was caught on the uh, corner of East 123rd and Oakland Avenue. Thank God for the mounted police. They corralled the cow. Corralled what the cow. would your experience be if you were driving and you and I have been all over Cleveland. If you're driving and you look in downtown Cleveland and you see a large cow walking down the street, I that would be something different. That's something different. Definitely. Yes. I, there are a lot of other animals I might, you know, not react to in downtown Cleveland, but something you'd normally find on a farm. No, I, that's no, that's I've seen deer raccoons, host of other animals, but never a cow. Luckily everyone's safe and the cow's okay too. So that's good. Thank goodness. Doesn't the cow have a name? Didn't I see the cow's name is like checkers or something. It could be, it could be whatever you want. Okay. It should be Clee. Just call it Clee. Clee. Okay. Clee the cow. Clee the cow. I like that. I love it. Hey, we went to Cedar Point on uh, July 4th. Kind of oh crowded. My. Yeah. I, I could imagine it was I know. Crowded. Shocker. Yes. Let's, let's go to Cedar Point on one of the busiest days of the year. Um, But so we went and uh, my oldest son likes all the thrill rides. So I walk with him. I do not. I can't take most of those, but I'll stand in line with him. And so I was with him. My wife was with our younger two kids and apparently they wanted to play a midway game or they wanted her to play a midway game. So they uh, talked her into playing the guess my age. I think it's what is it? Age or weight? I think is what it is. I think they have both. Yeah. So she was willing to do the guess my age. Okay. And of course, she just had a birthday. I won't tell you how old she is. I think you know, Ken, but uh, yes, she was guessed to be 37. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a winner. And then we were back there. We have season passes. So we were back there two days later and the kids wanted me to do the age and weight. Uh, so, you know, you know, I, I apparently we have a, a money tree at our house and we just pull money off and have people guess our age and our weight. So whatever. So I do this. I do the age and then I do the weight. The guy guessed that I'm 54 and 220 pounds. (laughs) And I wasn't sure whether to turn his lights out or celebrate a victory. Yeah. Yep. Now the age, you got to be within three. So he got me there. Right. Weight. I think is within five pounds. Okay. <clears throat> so he did not get me there. And as the, the, the needle is moving, he's like, okay, I'm not close. You can get off of the scale. I said, no, no, no. I'm staying on this scale. So we see just how little I weigh and how far off you really are. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Good for you. So 54 and 220 is uh, maybe I should have played those numbers. I don't know. There could be. We can do it for uh, uh, do some of it for Kino. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. Um, I I have one other uh, quick story here at the top of the show. My oldest son is spending his first scout camp week away from home. He's been on like an overnight, I think, two nights 
but he's never maybe it one or two nights, but he's never been gone for a whole week. <clears throat> and so he's gone this week. And so um they do this. There's a scout shop, and scouts can buy stuff. And the suggestion is that you get them this scout card. It's like a pre-filled um, gift card or credit card, whatever you want to call it. It's got a you know however much money you put on it. They suggest to put between seventy and a hundred bucks on it for the week. So we put a hundred bucks on it, <clears throat> and I thought it might be interesting to. Because I get a receipt each time he buys something. I thought it might be interesting to see what he's bought so far. Would you like to uh, know what he's oh bought? Oh, my gosh. This is a, this is classic. Yes, I'd really yeah. like to know. Because he could choose anything he wants. Anything in the scout okay. shop. I don't know what else in the All scout right. shop, but I think we'll get a pretty good idea. Please, I'm going to guess please remind, please remind the audience his age. Uh, he is 12. 12, okay. First Perfect. time he's had unfettered access to money. Outstanding. You know, I mean, do we give him five yeah. bucks here or there? Yeah, but you know, yeah. when he has to decide on his own and manage the money, world premiere. <clears throat> so the uh, first receipt. So he gave him a hundred bucks. First receipt for six dollars and twenty-five cents. We bought a three-dollar prime topical punch, a dollar fifty Reese's peanut butter cups regular, and a dollar seventy-five small blue raspberry slush puppy. Blue. Causing okay. me to speculate as to which night at camp he'll actually sleep. Because we're obviously going with a lot of sugar here. Do they tell you when the, these items were bought? The time? <clears throat> I'm assuming I get the receipt right after the transaction. Okay, gotcha. All right. <clears throat> so this is Sunday at 512. Uh, we're taping this Tuesday morning at about 1030. So... Uh, this is the first receipt, Sunday, 5-12. He got there at about 2 o'clock. So okay. three hours later, he makes his first purchase. About two and a, two hours later, back at the scout shop, for $2.35, we bought a $1.50 Reese's peanut butter cup and a ring pop for $0.85. Cents. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. We're loading up. Big, big fan of the uh, Reese's cups. So let's move to Monday now. 1245. We hit up the scout shop for two dollars for seven twenty-five. Mm. fifty cents of that went to the Reese's peanut butter cups king size. Oh, why why, why get the on small the Reese's one? Cups. You might as well just get the big one. Yeah. Uh got a red Gatorade for three bucks and a small blue raspberry slush puppy for a buck seventy-five. Okay. Sixty-three minutes later, back at the scout shop again. This time, $10.85. Oh, it's getting bigger. What's that? The The prices are getting bigger. Yeah, he's he's figured that out, I think. <clears throat> $10.85. He got a $10 arrow pen kit. Probably the first thing he actually needs. Okay. And uh, don't forget $0.85 cents for another ring pop. What's the inventory so far? How many ring pops have we had? Uh, that's two. Three? If you're okay. scoring at home, yes. We've had four Reese's, right? Yes, yes. So now, uh, okay. uh, 9.05 last night, back at the scout shop, for $18.50. Every time it's more. <laughs> $18.55. Just to review, we started at 6.25, dipped to 2.35, then 7.25, 10.85, and 18.50. 
Okay. So this time we got a $10 glow party mug. Need that. A dollar's worth of popcorn. Okay. $2.50 in candy. Mm. And $5 light up glasses. <laughs> How many more days are we there? Uh, he's supposed to be there till Friday. His funds he run out. He's going to run out of money. <laughs> so uh, now there is one more transaction here. That was at 9.05. 30 minutes later, we returned to the scout shop for $16. Oh. We bought another dollar's worth of popcorn. Okay. This, kid, this kid's teeth are going to fall out, by the way. <laughs> and... A 2022 white tie-dye t-shirt. Had to have it. Boom. Now, the t-shirt, when I read this, so obviously, you know, just to keep my wife informed and enjoy her reaction, obviously, I've been keeping her up to date. And when I mentioned this white tie-dye t-shirt, I think that nearly pushed her over the edge because she has, as she said, purchased so many ready to tie dye t-shirts for like a dollar or two. Yeah. And so this is 15 bucks. Oh boy. And then as I read it, she says, wait a minute. Did you say 2022? <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. I did. We have <laughs> last week's, well, I should say last year's t-shirt. So Let's uh, so we've made uh, six stops at the scout shop. We started with a hundred bucks, and our balance now thirty eight dollars and eighty cents. Mm. And he's been there for two and a half days. Oh, got to last through Friday on thirty eight dollars and eighty cents. Well, he's going to have to maybe skip a day. Does I, he uh, know the balance left? Yeah, thirty eight thirty eight eighty is what he has left. Okay, so they tell him what he's got left. Okay. Well, I don't know if they tell him, but it's in the receipt that I get. I don't know if he's getting a receipt. I I figured slash hoped that, um, you know, they the scoutmasters might talk about money management with the kids. That would be a good right. thing to do. Maybe they do. I don't know. <laughs> but if they are, it sure seems like he's. Uh, not listening. You might. You got to cut down on the ring pops. Yeah, and the uh, 2022 tie-dyed shirts. So what will the conversation be? Who picks them up from camp? Is that yourself or your wife? So we have a playoff baseball game tonight, and part of the condition for Ooh. him going was that we, we could pick him up, take him to his baseball game, and then take him back. Okay. So my wife will pick him up tonight, and I have, I have no doubt – that conversation will already be had in black and white repeatedly by the time he gets to the baseball game. <laughs> so, um, but uh, we can provide an update here in a couple of weeks when we're back as to uh, how the spending ran out. And, uh, you know, if uh, we may have breaking news here during the show, if, uh, if he makes another purchase, we'll just. Oh, yeah, it. that's a good possibility. Yeah. That, I think our listeners would really enjoy that. There's I'm no sure they would. It's odd, you know. As I'm reading this stuff to my wife, her eye starts to twitch. I'm like, "Your eyes doing that thing again?" <laughs> a shirt put her over the top. It yeah, was a shirt. Yeah. 
Well, uh, coming up on this week's show, we have a very small item with a very big price tag. And it's not my son going to the scout shop, but we've got details on that in Klopp's Clips. It wasn't time travel, but some really fast air travel to hit almost every state in the Union. We'll explain in Overachievers. And did you know Cleveland used to have an arch on Public Square? We've got the tales in our Cleveland history segment. So all that and more coming up. And now, a woman's perspective. What's the difference between Bigfoot and Intelligent Man? Bigfoot has been spotted several times. This has been a woman's perspective. Dead Overachiever segment, a pair of pilots has set a Guinness World Record by stopping at airports in each of the 48 contiguous United States in 38 hours, 13 minutes. John Scatone and Bob Reynolds started in Maine and ended in Indiana. They say the shortest distance they spent between the two states was about four minutes. <laughs> it happened twice, once before or once between Nebraska and Iowa and once between Ohio and West Virginia. Oh, nice job, John and Bob, getting it done. Sounds like a bucket list thing. Really does. That'd be very interesting. Yeah. I, very interesting. Who, who, <laughs> I wonder, I, I, I hope one of them slept while the other was flying. Yeah, I would say so. Oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah. Stop at the airports. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's just quick stop, go. I want well, they... to be a lot of planning involved with that because you just can't land at an airport, right. you know? So do they just land, say, here we are and take off again? Or do Must they actually, be. I, I yeah. can't imagine they would have gone to a, a terminal or wherever, you know, if you have a small no. prop plane, what you do. No. <clears throat> yeah, there's some planning involved with that. But congrats to those guys. That's pretty neat. That's uh, That's much different. Cleveland! This is for you! Our Cleveland sports historian, Dusty Sloan, will join us to talk about a very interesting date. July 12th, 1921, besides being Ted Klopp's birth date, this also was a, a time where the Cleveland Indians and the New York Yankees combined for an AL record 16 doubles in one game. The Indians had nine and the Yankees had seven. Dusty, what can you tell us about this record? Well, let's let's start with a minor correction. It was July twenty first, twenty nineteen twenty one. We had the wrong date in the uh, in the uh, pregame script, so I had to make an adjustment there. But uh, I'm not surprised on that. I, <laughs> July twenty first, because July twelfth is also my anniversary, so I have to make oh, sure I got that that's right. date correct. That's right. But this one is July twenty one of twenty one, and there's some very interesting things about this besides the. AL record 16 doubles. The Indians obviously had names that you recognize with Tris Speaker, Joe Sewell, Ray Caldwell was a pitcher. But then on the other side, you talk about the Yankees back then. Obviously, Babe Ruth was playing for them. And there was a first baseman that people may remember by the name of Wally Pipp. Mm. And they remember that because he was replaced later by Lou Gehrig and never got his job back. So a lot of different things going on with this game. But 16 doubles, you would think that Sometime between 1921 and now, the two teams could have combined for more than that. 
Yeah, you would certainly think so. Here's the other thing, too, with the game of baseball. And I know everybody now, and I try to correlate it to what you see these days. Everybody wants to see homers. If you think about the game at that point in time, there were homers, but people were just trying to get on base. You know, I mean, and I think it's part of the reason you had so many doubles in that contest. What, what do you think of that, Dustin? That's absolutely right, because there were no triples. There were no homers in that game, but there was a combined 25 runs and 38 hits. So out of 38 hits, 16 were extra bases, and every one of them was a double. So there was a big premium back then on contact. And you look at the strikeout totals, there was combined seven strikeouts between the two teams in that game. So it's a very different game 100-plus years ago than what you're seeing now. I wonder if they had ground rule doubles back then or if the ball just kept hopping over the wall. That's a good question. They don't have anything here that says that, but I do have another interesting name that I just saw for the New York Yankees. You ever heard of a uh, first baseman slash outfielder by the name of Chicken Hawks? Mm, no. Chicken I think Hawks. I ate at his restaurant once. Yeah, great food, left-handed hitter. But, uh, yeah, he played the Yankees in 21 and the and for Philadelphia in 25, and that was it. But, yeah, chicken hawks. By the way, Dusty, I didn't ask this question. I should, should have asked this in the beginning. Who won the contest? All the Indians did. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Despite chicken hawks, yeah, the, uh, the Indians won with uh, seven runs in the third and six in the seventh, won 17 to eight. Oh, okay. Wow. And there was a save in this game, believe it or not. That's crazy. Well, Dusty, thanks for the information. AL record back on July 21st, 1946, as uh, the New York Yankees and the Indians combined for 16 doubles. Thank you, sir. Thanks, guys. Cleveland! This is for you! Late news, Ken, but still good news for a New York woman, Janine Plummer. Bought her cash for life ticket in May of last year, 2022. That's around the same time the uh, T-shirt that my son bought for 15 bucks was made. Uh, she forgot to check, however, if that ticket was a winner. She did see a news release in May of this year saying that the winning ticket in that drawing was still out there and nearly expired. So that prompted her to check her tickets. And that's when she discovered she had a winner. So Janine Plummer, a year later, now wins a thousand bucks a week for life. Wow. Good for her. I wonder, will they give her back pay for the year that she didn't claim it? I would think not. That's, that's a great question. Imagine not. Imagine yeah. not. You gotta when you turn the ticket in, you gotta get to the window to collect your money. Well, luckily enough, she was watching some sort of news story to find out that she still has a ticket. How would you forget that? I, I, I don't I don't understand that. I don't know. I don't buy uh, lottery tickets too often. So when I uh, do, you know, it's a big deal. I make sure that I uh, uh, reconfirm my losing status. Well, and here's the thing. It's like she didn't even know if she won, but the, she still held on to the ticket. Right. I mean, I, I, that's I don't strange. Know. That's probably... But, hey, Thousand bucks. That that's like uh, you know, a woman's purse is like the the dryer. Yeah. Where did the sock go? Yep, Ted. That was amazing. Good news. It is history time. Get out your pencils, your paper, and record this if you need to, because we were with the professor 
<laughs> Mr. John Grabowski and John, we have a very good one for you today, and I'm going to be kind of sitting back and listening to what you have to tell us about, about the Cleveland Centennial Arch. Oh, gosh. Well, it was a monumental plaster and lath arch that spans Superior Avenue uh, on Public Square, and it was erected for the city's centennial in 1896. Um, that was a big celebration of the founding of Cleveland. There was a log cabin built on Public Square to honor the early settlers. There were all sorts of parades and it built this magnificent arch over Public Square. Now, I have to tell you, it wasn't the first arch to go over Public Square. Hmm. Because in 1871, the German community of Cleveland, German-speaking community of Cleveland, built a triumphal arch over Public Square to basically celebrate the Prussian victory over the French in the Franco-Prussian War, which created a new, the new Germany. And ironically, that all German-speaking people were there, and it was a, a Jewish-German um, rabbi who was sort of headed that up. So you had this temporary triumphal arch over Public Square, and that went away. And so in 1896, for the city's centennial, they create this new arch. And uh, and it has a couple of gee whiz factors for it, too. You know, and, and one of them is that it was electrically lit. And on July 22nd, 1896, that's the 100th anniversary of Moses Cleveland landing on the bank of the Cuyahoga River. The lights were lit automatically by President Grover Cleveland. He pushed a mm. button and the arch lit up. So that was kind of the technological aspect of it. And there were all kinds of parades that went through that arch. There were, there were parades of bicyclists and whatever else. There were the whole series of special days in Cleveland at that time. So it was, it was a big thing for the city. And, and the city was growing. It was going to surpass Cincinnati as the largest city in Ohio. Now we, were, we were getting our chops, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, why is the arch not there anymore? Uh, <laughs> because it was plaster and lath and it was, it was intended to be temporary. I see. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, there's. I've been looking at this uh, in 1898 after the uh, uh, Spanish-American War. The citizens of New York erected a huge triumphal arch uh, in um, uh, Greenwich Village uh, to honor Admiral Dewey, uh, who won the victory, the victory at, at Manila, and uh, and that stood for a number of years until the plaster last started going off and. And people were sleeping in it, so it was eventually torn down. So I'd, I'd like to do more research to see how many of these temporary monumental arches were, were erected. But Cleveland had had this. And, uh, you know, there was one thing from the uh, centennial that I have to talk about. Uh, uh, the women of Cleveland put together a time capsule. Uh, it was aluminum. It was riveted shut and was to be opened a century later for the bicentennial of Cleveland. And uh, that was given to the Western Reserve Historical Society, where I work. And in 1896, uh, 1996, it was the 100th anniversary, and we brought the capsule out. And uh, we had uh, some women from hard-headed women, uh, women, uh, uh, basically construction workers. They came there, and they zapped the ribbits off, and, and we opened it up, and there were letters, gold coins. We knew what was in there because there was already a list in there, but... <laughs> I got to see that thing being opened. So that was the remnant of the uh, the centennial opened at our bicentennial. That is really cool, John. I, I like to how you com combine that with, with what we're talking about right now. I guess my last question, do we have any idea 
of who came up with the design for the arch or anything like that? You know, I, I haven't looked it up, but we probably could find it. There's a commission, the Centennial Commission, and uh, from what I've read about the commission, we're sort of scrambling to get things in order for, for this. It was you know, It was kind of a, a number of people with a number of ideas, and you could see all this stuff with the different events going on. Uh, but sure, I probably could look at the records and find out who designed the arch, and um, I'm sure somebody who's listening is going to know that already. Um, but it's, it's, if, I mean, I would recommend everybody who's listening to this podcast is to Google Centennial Arch. There are a number of good photographs that you can find online. And, you know, it's pure white plaster. And, and you know, it, it, it looks like the Arch de Triomphe in Paris. <laughs> it's, it's just, yeah. it's, it's almost a copy of that, you know. Yeah, that's just crazy. Well, John, great information as always. We might, we really do appreciate it, and we do welcome our listeners to uh, to Google the Cleveland Centennial Arch. As I did have a chance to take a look at some of the pictures, it, absolutely magnificent, really, really cool. Hard to believe that's in Cleveland. Let's be honest. You know, and it, you know, and it just gets through this whole argument about traffic through the square and closing the square off. But that's another that's another podcast interview. Oh, that is another podcast, John. You know, we'll yeah, have one of those yeah. topics. We appreciate. It. Well, John, thanks again. Okay, thanks, guys. Ted, we're out and about Northeast Ohio. I actually was out and about in Lusby, Maryland. Mm. I know that's a place you've spent some time with. It's just outside of D.C. Ao and myself, the kids, we went for a kind of a vacation. As you know, Ted, vacations become harder when you have more activities for your children as they get older. So we went over July 4th. We actually did some sailing, which was very cool. We stayed overnight in a boat. We ate some crabs and had some laughs. It, it was fun. Saw some fireworks. It was very cool. In the local area, I went to the following. I was aggressive for the past two weeks. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I, I did a lot. I was in Costa and Vicks and Parma. I went to Rivals in Berea, which is very nice. Very nice outdoor patio there. Danny's Deli with yourself. We had a wonderful Oh, yeah. Meeting. Nice to hear Tony making fun of us as we eat. That was just great. <laughs> Went to Hail Mary's in Westlake. Do you ever go there? No, I'm not familiar with that. I saw who actually at one point in time, you might have worked with Jason Gibbs. Did you work with Jason Gibbs at one point in time? He works for KNR. I saw him there. That name sounds familiar, but I don't think it's because I worked with him. He works. They have that show in the afternoons, uh, Browns Football Daily or whatever with Gates and Segura, Segura. He works on that show. So I got to see him. I actually gave him some recommendations for Kino numbers to play that it came oh. from Eowyn. And I think he won. So he's very happy with us. Uh, another place that's owned by the same group is called Salty Mary's in Westlake. We went to have a dinner there. And then we went to Sakana in Rocky River as hmm. well as. Did I go to a Guardians game? Yeah, I went to a Guardians game. Okay. I'm seven and two now. Seven and I, two. I think I need to go to more. Seven and two. Okay. Guardians games for uh, 2023. Okay. That's my out and about, sir. Do you have? Oh, yeah. Well, I mentioned Cedar Point. Yeah, we, went we to Cedar more Point. Stories. And this was an interesting situation. So my son, oldest son, the one who's uh, spending me into oblivion at uh, scout camp, he wanted to ride the Millennium Force. And so... You know, you look at the app and the app says, oh, well, now it's a 20 minute wait. And then you walk up and 
by the time you get there, it's changed or, you know, I don't know, whatever. It's not always, it's, it's not always accurate. And I, you know, is that an error on their part? Is that just the way it works? I'm not, that's, I don't know, whatever. So it's like 45 minutes. So he's like, I don't want to wait. Okay, fine. Do some other things. And he's getting a little frustrated because nobody else in the group wants to do any of these throw rides with him. And so he feels like he can't really do any. And then I noticed that uh, Millennium Force again is like 20 minutes. So we walk back over 45 minutes. And I noticed that there is a, you know, they're smart. They have a one-time fast pass use sale kiosk there by the front of the ride. Yeah. And I'm like, you really want to do this? Oh, yes, I really want to do this, Daddy. I really want to do this. So I go over how much? It's like 20 bucks. And I'm like, great. Okay. Is that just for that ride? Or is yeah. that for the to, to, to hop the line? Wow. Yeah. yeah. I don't Holy remember what it cow. is. I don't remember what it is for the day. You can get it for the day, or obviously you can get it for the season. It's a wonderful gimmick to separate you from your cash. Unbelievable. And so we didn't. So there's a the the slingshot ride at the park. Yeah. That's 20 bucks for two people. You got to have two people to ride. Okay. Well, we didn't have a second person to ride with him, so we didn't do it. So, okay. So he was kind of disappointed. And I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, let's, I'll, I'll, I'll pony up here one time and get him on the ride in a timely manner. Okay. So I get him the, the fast pass and we walk up and I said, I'm not riding. I'm just going to walk with him because he wants me to walk with him. And the woman says, oh, well, you have a drink. You can't walk. And I'm like, I'm not riding. I'm just going through the line. No, you can't right. do that. Okay. So I'm like, are you okay? He's like, I'm good. Okay, great. So I go sit by the the picture gimmick where they come off. And I'm there for, I don't know, five five minutes or so. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere... He comes running up, screaming and crying. He's like, I couldn't do it. I, 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 I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I, I can't do it. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm like, what's the matter? He's like, I don't know. I just, I just, I just can't do it. And um, I'm like, well, do you want me to walk with you? Yes. So the cup that we have, because we have season passes, you can get a cup for the season and yeah. re- you get free refills. Oh, that's cool. Well, so I, you know, I drink the rest of it, pour it out, whatever, shove it in my pocket. And I'm like, I'm just going to walk with him. I don't have a drink. I'm like, okay. So then we get up to the, the divider where the fast pass people and the people in the regular line connect and they have a Cedar Point employee there to, you know, make that transition. And obviously he's only got one ticket for the fast pass. And I said, I'm just walking with him. I'm not riding. And she says, well, you can't do that. And I don't understand. You know, I mean, this is yep. kind of a little, I'm a little frustrated by Cedar Point about this, but I'm like, I'm not riding. I'm just going to walk with him. And she looks at me and she says, I'm sorry. And so I looked at her and said, I'm sorry, too. I need a refund. And she didn't know what to say to that. Yep. And so we stood there for a minute. 
And all of a sudden behind me, the guy in line behind us in the fast pass says, hey, bud, you want to walk with us? You can walk with us. And I looked at, at my son and he's like, he kind of, you know, he's surprised. And I'm like, are you good with that? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm good with that. I'm like, okay, you sure? Yeah. And so then, you know, everybody's happy. No refund is needed. And the guy's like, hey, what's your name? You know, and he's talking to the guy, talking to my son. So I go sit down. And then I noticed that uh, the handicapped entrance is actually the exit. There's all these uh -huh. people walking in. So I walk in and I can see him up in the line. So I walk in and, you know, so I'm kind of with him, but not really close. And I'm right. waving at him and giving him the thumbs up. And I can tell he's still kind of wiping the tears from his eyes, but he's, he's okay. And um, I'm like, do you want me to stand here? And he's like, yeah, stand there. And I said, uh, you okay? And he kind of gives me the a half-hearted thumbs up. And I said, I'll holler up some of my best dad jokes if that'll help. And he says, he's give me a big shake off. No, 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 no. Don't say a word, dad. Don't You're uncool, dad. Don't say a thing. So he rides the ride. He comes off. And I'm like, how was that? And he was like, oh, my God, it was great. It was awesome. I'm like, okay, great. Well, did you thank the guy several times? And he's like, yes, I did. I said, okay, well, I, I want to wait. I said, where is he? I want to thank him as well. And uh, he's like, well, I, I, I don't know. He, he, I, I don't know where he went. And he's not, the guy's not coming off the ride. And he comes off with the next group and I thank him. And he's like, oh yeah, no problem. No big deal. And he shakes my hand and it was just, it was just like, you know, this is not a big deal. This is just the right, right. thing to do. And yeah. then I asked my son, I'm like, did he have a kid in his group that was your age or anything like that? And he said, no, I, I think he was just with his girlfriend. And I'm like, oh, so I'm pretty sure he probably told one of the ride guys that he was helping my son ride and then probably got to ride a second time with his girlfriend. So he got a little reward as well, but here's a guy who, I don't know if he has kids or not, but just helps out another person. Yep. I didn't know that still happened in 2023. That's pretty cool. Yeah. There are, you know, as they say, many of the people that listen to our show and others are great people Yeah, and do great things. That's, that's super exciting. And, and then that's, that's cool. was now, is that the first time he's ever ridden a roller coaster? No. Oh no. Okay. He's ridden other roller coasters. Okay. I think it was, you know, you could see it. The millennium force is clearly next to the top throw drags to the tallest ride in the park. Oh gosh. And so, yeah. you know, I think that, I think that just, you know, kind of intimidated him, but the other nice thing, he couldn't stop thanking me for getting him that fast pass. Well, that's so cool. clearly it all registered with them, which was really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's awesome. I, I don't know why you're not riding the rides with him. First of all, what's that? I don't know why you're not riding the rides. I'm not insane. Him. I'm 54 and 220 pounds. Leave me alone. I'm just saying that because there's no way I'm riding that stuff. Yeah, anymore. right. Exactly. Well, Ted, great story. Uh, that's, that's great stuff. I'm glad you guys are out and about. I know you'll be out and about more at Cedar Point and we'll be Eating and drinking aggressively in Cleveland, Ohio. Continue to support your local businesses. The most trusted name in journalism, Klops Clips.
All right, Ken. A very small Louis Vuitton handbag sold at auction for almost $64,000. Jeez. Uh, that's a lot of money for a handbag. This is a Louis Vuitton. It measures 657 by 222 by 700 micrometers. <laughs> it's described as smaller than a grain of salt and narrow enough to pass through the eye of a needle. The bag was recently displayed in Paris, mounted under a microscope. Huh? 64 grand so, for something with a logo on it that you'll never be able to use and can barely see. I mean, I'd be worried about losing it. That'd yeah. be my concern. Yeah. Wow, that's Well, crazy. and if you do, what have you really lost other than 64 grand? That's right. The deputy mayor of Helsinki, Finland, was apparently caught spray painting graffiti in a railway tunnel. The graffiti cost the city almost four grand to clean up. It also stopped traffic for a while. The deputy mayor posted an apology on his Facebook for his, quote, stupid fooling around. Boy, he's really lost his mind, has he not? I I, I, I wonder what, what, he's, what, what he sprayed on there. What words? N no idea. But I, you're the mayor and you're costing the city money? I don't understand that. Flop is king. That's what he wrote. Yeah. Someone recently returned the book, An Elementary Treatise on Electricity, by James Clark Maxwell, to the library, a, a library. It was checked out on February 14th, February 14th of 1904. <laughs> Somebody had this book for 119 years. The curator says that the book looks to be in good shape. What's the fine on that? Do they not I, fine? Uh, the book is fine. <clears throat> it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Ken, how uh, are we? Uh, what anniversary are we with uh, Eowyn now? Uh, where are we? Oh, it's one. Yeah, it's, we had one year in May, at the end of May. End so of May. Year. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. All right. Well, I, I know we can't go back in time, but if we could, this might be something to consider. Okay. McDonald's in Indonesia is now offering a McCatering service for McWeddings. <laughs> the Golden Arches can cater your big day wedding package. The standard package includes 100 chicken sandwiches and 100 packs of four-piece chicken nuggets. The company's Instagram post notes various other exciting package options are available. Ooh, I need to know those exciting package options at some point. That would be what, great. What I need to know, and I wish she could join us here for a moment, because I would love to hear what kind of a reaction Eowyn might have had if you had said... You know, we're not going to uh, this local brewery bar. We're going to have McDonald's cater the wedding. What? What? Can you describe for me how she would have reacted? It would probably be a lot of quietness for a while. <laughs> I imagine that would be the first reaction. A little uh, Phil Collins stuff there. Yeah. Um, I think if you're going to do this, and if you're going to go this route, I don't think you screw around with burgers. You go right to the McRib. Full oh, the McRib. For everybody. Oh, that's a good call. That's a good call. Wow. All right. 
Sports, we have scores. Eight to four, nine to three, and four to two. I'm Ted Klopp. That's news to me. Hey, did you hear about the kidnapping at school? No. It's okay. He woke up. That joke was horrible. We are wrapping up Two Middle-Aged Men in Cleveland. This is episode number 118. And Ken, I'm sorry to say I don't have any breaking news. My son has not made any more purchases during the recording of this program. I was hoping that he makes something, you know, a couple more... uh... I was ring I pops was or Reese's or maybe he'll get a maybe he'll get a shirt for 2023. Maybe he's got the 2022. Maybe he'll get the 2023 tie dye. I just kind of, you know, if he blows through this last thirty eight dollars and eighty cents before my wife picks him up tonight, I would imagine that that conversation will be even more uncomfortable for him than it already will be. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, you uh, might it might be to a point you might not have to say much. So yeah. I think she'll, she'll take care of the business. I think so. Uh, episode 118, that's, uh, Gary Danielson, isn't it? Gary Danielson here. I do. I like to do some research when oh. we have these, cause there's okay. always some players that I'm like, he really played for the Browns. Uh-huh. I think you knew about Doug Peterson. He was also, Oh a, yes. The hall of fame coach or not hall of fame coach. He won the super bowl for the Eagles. He's now coaching for uh, Jacksonville, uh, Taylor Gabriel. I know that's not uh root shattering for you. Mike Tomzak. I liked his have- first album, Taylor Gabriel. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. very good. Yeah. Dante Stallworth. That's a name we'd like to forget. Carlton Mitchell. Greg Little. Kenny Britt. David Bell most recently. Here's the one. I never would have guessed this. Never would have guessed this. Len Dawson, who was the Hall of Fame quarterback for the Chiefs, had a two-year stint with the Browns before he got famous. Did you wow. know this? Wow. Didn't know this. Well... Uh, all I can say based on that list of names with just one or two exceptions is what did the number 18 ever do to the Browns? Yeah. <laughs> My God. Well, we can move to some Cavalier ball. I oh, think you're going to get, uh, this I got one hot rod Williams. Done. Well that's, done. that's the easy. Delavadova, Matthew devil, Delavadova, one of your he favorite players. He was 18. Yeah. Okay. Mike Miller. And okay. here's a guy that's not very famous for when he played, but he's starting to get famous now. Remember Anthony Parker, who played for the Cavs, his uh, sister's Candace yeah. Parker? Yeah. He's now the Orlando Magic GM, just got named a few days ago. Ooh. So good okay. for him. Now yeah. we move to the Guardian slash Tribe. Well, it's all going to be Tribe. There's no Guardians right now that are 18, which is surprising. You got yeah, any Mel 18? Harder. Gosh, well done. You yeah. know your sports history, man. <laughs> Through the first game at uh, Cleveland Municipal Stadium. Minnie Minoso, that's a great name. Da, 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 da. Oh, that's Dick, Minnie the Moocher. I'm sorry. Dick Hauser, who was a longtime, uh, was a good baseball player, but a longtime uh, manager for the Royals. He's in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Dwayne Kuyper. Oh. Who I believe is still calling games, if I'm not well, mistaken. I'm. Uh, he, he may have uh, let a word or two slip that he shouldn't have. And I think. He, yeah, I do remember that. I think he might and, have been encouraged to seek employment elsewhere. Yeah, I think you're right. And then uh, Ken Schramm. Remember Ken Schramm? He had that bad mustache pitcher for the, oh, uh, yeah. the try. I think he was on that 87 or 88 team. So yeah. those are your highlights for uh, 
Jersey number 18. Now, I do, if you can give me one minute here, uh -huh. I, I do have a sports rant. Okay. The only, these are the only rants I have, unless I'm, you know, upset about people that can't park correctly in a parking lot or complaining about the airport or something or mm -hmm. what the hell they doing with the lakefront. No, I'm not going to talk about any of that stuff. We're going to talk about Cleveland Guardians baseball, who are, as we tape this, it's all-star break. They couldn't be any more even Steven right now, Ted. 45 and 45. Yeah. Play well at home. I've seen seven wins on the road, 21 and 23. That's okay. So they have a half game lead in their division, which might be the worst division in baseball. There's no doubt. It could be one of the worst divisions ever, considering uh, Detroit has 39 wins, White Sox 38 wins, and Kansas City 26. Okay. That's not what I want to talk about. So – Everybody knows that the Guardians, you know, they don't spend a lot of money. They they do the money ball thing. They do the best that they can with the budget that they have. And they've had great success. So I'm not complaining about that. It is difficult to watch some of their games. They're very low scoring. They've had trouble scoring. But part of the reason is because of the lack of home runs. And so I wanted to do some research today, which kind of is the reason I'm having this rant of how many homers the guardians actually have as a team. Okay. So I did the research. They have 60 homers in 90 games this year. Okay. That I repeat is last last in major wow. league baseball. Okay. The Atlanta Braves who are a very good team that oh, played boy. the Cleveland guardians a few weeks ago. And just one of the games that I watched this completely beat the crap out of them. They have, I repeat, in 89 games, 169 home runs. And they're, okay. <laughs> they have 109 more homers than we do. Yeah. Now, here's the part that's very sobering. Two teams that I think are probably the worst in baseball, being the Washington Nationals and the Kansas City Royals, who have 26 wins. Oh. Both those teams each have 78 homers. They have 18 more homers than we do. So despite all that, we're first in our division. I think we pitch pretty well. Our defense is decent. We're starting to hit more, but we don't hit homers. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it's like we're playing a different game than everybody else. Oh, well, we have to shoot smells. My gosh. And, and you know what? If they, if they find some people that can hit and they have a guy in the minors, Oscar Gonzalez, SpongeBob SquarePants, and they do have a guy by the name of Shane Bieber who – I don't know what they're doing with him. Recently, he's not been great. But I think they need to let the guy know if they're going to trade him or not, because I think it's affecting the way he's playing. If they decide to trade him, my gosh, get a bat. Oh. The outfield right now, Miles Straw, zero homers. Stephen Kwan, one homer. Will Brennan, I think he has three. To my rant today, I think the key to success, let's hit some homers. Thank you very much. Thank you for the time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Homers. All right. Homers. Okay. Let me help Fingers. you off the soapbox. Thank you. I appreciate it. I feel better. I do. I, I I, I'm glad you do. Yes. Just need some dingers. That's all I need. Just need some dingers. And besides that, you know, you need some home runs. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, uh, you have anything exciting planned? Uh, are you going to go watch them not hit home runs in the next 
No, I can't. Well, I can't do that for a while because they're away. They oh. go to Texas after the break. So, okay. no, I think I'll be celebrating or at least attending the St. Charles Borromeo Carnival. Ooh. Okay. They brought that back after a long layoff. They're having a three-day carnival at the church. It's the church I grew up at. So I, I think I'll take that in probably Sunday evening. But uh, other than that, I'm going to probably get myself a cigar from Christo. Okay. Uh, over there uh, in Lakewood. And uh, that's all I have. I'm not going to be playing any golf anytime soon. I did have an opportunity to play some golf with your favorite meteorologist, Scott Sable, at Mastic mm. Woods not too long ago. And I didn't kill anyone. And I didn't kill him. So that was part of my goal. Because my shot, I don't know what's happened. There's a few holes where I hit. I hit the ball sideways, Ted. I'm not sure what's going on. But, uh, yeah, the two guys we were with had a really good time. Uh, just some random folks that were from uh, Medina County area. And it was hilarious. And we made them laugh. And. That's what I can do. If you need somebody to eat and drink with, I'm your guy. If you need laughs, I can do that. There you if go. If you want somebody that's going to play nice, consistent golf, not happening here. Not Don't up be here. here. Nope. No, thank you. Well, uh, no, thank did you, you and Scott Sable uh, discuss which cities to put on the big wheel for the next time we have him on? We did. Okay. He would like to be doing that here uh, very soon. So we'll have to schedule time with him to uh, to find some other cities that he can uh, talk about. So he's in the process, too. And we'll be at this point at some time, too. He's got a son going to college. So, yeah, that's uh, it was a very interesting experience. You, you kind of your life kind of changes to an extent because you spent all this time doing all these things for this ch for this child. And now they're gone. So it's like, OK, here's the new normal. So we, we kind of talked about that. But uh, yeah, you and I will be experiencing that at some point in time. So very good. But no, he's, he's doing very well. Looks forward to talk with us. Excellent. All right. Great show, sir. I appreciate it. Uh, to the listeners, thank you. Dusty Sloan. Solid as always. John Grabowski. Solid yep. as always. They're, they're the hits of this show. We're just kind of fill-ins. That's the way I look at it. So The space in between. That's Dave Matthews. I like oh, that. Is that nice. okay? Okay. By the way, I, I I had a memory. So driving back from Washington D.C., we're on seventy-one, heading north, and we're actually in the Mansfield area. And I fired up one of your favorite radio stations to listen. WB. What would that be? Mix one hundred and six. Love it. Same music. Was, Same stuff. Heard some Tracy Chapman, heard some others. It was great. It was just like the old days. Was Tony Mitchell you on or Greg Campbell or anybody? Greg Campbell. Yes. Greg Campbell. Oh, Greg love Campbell. That. well, it's his voice. I don't know if he's yeah. on, but it's his voice. God so. only knows. Jim Jim Holmes is still answering the phone there. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was uh that was a nice memory for me to, to listen nice. to. That. So it's good stuff. Well, okay. sir, have a great week, great show. Thanks again. And uh as always, just remember, we're just two middle-aged men in Cleveland. Two Middle-Aged Men in Cleveland is sponsored by Westminster AV. Custom audio-visual packages for all occasions.